This is Mana for Your Soul podcast, a podcast of the lead pastor of Tucker United Methodist Church in New Jersey, Reverend Jason Rios. We hope that today's words bless your life. May the meditations of my heart and the words out of my mouth be acceptable to you, my Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And may these words be blessed by the Holy Spirit and find fruitful ground in your heart and produce fruit. Amen. So questions to God, right? This is the title of the worship series that we are working during this Lenten season. And you will see that as we continue um, meditating and reflecting on the questions, I always say that there is not a correct answer, right? My answer might be different from yours and that is okay. We're just embracing our humanity and reflecting and questioning and doing a little bit of theology, right? No one has all the answers to this question. So sometimes simply asking the question allows us to better understand how to live a faithful life in a world full of doubt and questions. So today, today's question is, why should I go to church? And this question starts with why. And if you are a parent, especially a parent of a young child, you know that their favorite questions are, why and what's that? Right? Kids ask why. And they ask why because it's a sign of curiosity and wanting to understand the world around them. So when you ask with why, you are looking for what cause or reason or purpose. And a few years ago, we were talking about knowing your why, right? Because when we know our why, then our what has more impact because you're working towards your purpose. And sometimes those that our parents know that our answer to a question why ends up being, well, because I said so, right? Or because you have to. I remember many times I asked my mom or my grandparents, why did we have to go to church, especially when I was interested in doing something else? And many times the answer was, well, we just have to go to church. So why should I go to church? When we face this kind of question, Sometimes we tend to quickly answer and say, oh, that's an easy one. You should go to church because you have a relationship with God. Or you might say you should go to church because you need a little bit of faith. Or you need to connect to a group of people and have fellowship. Or maybe your quick answer is because I want to serve my community, right? You see, we quickly go to the short quick answers and we don't stop and think of a deeper meaning of the why. Why people go to church. Some people go out of habit or tradition. Other go because of curiosity. Others go due to guilt. Some go because there are deep and abiding friendships at church, connections that have been nurtured over a long period of time. Their grandparents went to church. Their parents went to church. And now 
people go with their families to church. Weddings and baptisms have taken place in the church. Reverend Adam Hamilton was posting the other day that he was doing a new confirmation group. And these were are the grandkids of the first group of confirmations and weddings that he was doing because it's been so many years in the church. So he's saying this is the blessings of a long pastor, right? I've been seeing all these families grow. And some of you have had that experience with other pastors that have gone through this church, right? So you see, there are connections that are being nurtured over time. And those connections have expanded, right? Now those connections goes with uh, those that even not are physically unable to be present at church but are worshiping with us online. You see, the answer of why should I go to church has changed, especially since 2020. The events from 2020 both isolated us from community and clearly show us the negative effects of not having regular moments of connection. It reminded us that we were created to be social beings and community with God and others is hardwired in our DNA. Now, how we do community has changed. Some love the of in-person, especially in-person worship or in-person fellowship and small groups and Bible studies. But that connection has grown and it has translated to something more than just Sunday morning. Others connect from many places thanks to hybrid worship and thanks to the live stream of worship services and other digital methods. People are connecting with the church and with others through many creative ways. You see, the church is a place of belonging, a place of community, a place where people proclaim their faith and their worship to God. And that can happen in the room like it's happening today, but it can happen in many other creative ways. Church is a community that worships together. That's what we see in Psalms 100. Psalms 100 gives us an example of how a community worships together. Psalm 100 was originally written as a hymn to be sung by the people of Israel as they entered the temple in Jerusalem. Imagine traveling for miles on foot and standing at the bottom of the Temple Mount, waiting to climb the stairs, leading to the only place you believe God's presence was revealed on earth. How excited would you be? Think about it. Now you're going to the only place where at the time was revealed that God is in this place. So this hymn was the means by which the people expressed their joy and excitement as they climbed to the temple. And Psalms 100 is filled with imperative verbs. Shout, worship, enter, praise, bless. The people were commanded to express 
all of this passion together. Verse 3, the word acknowledge is even imperative, right? You have to know who God is. And together, the people will intimately know God. So this passionate, life-changing event doesn't and can happen individually. That's the invitation of Psalms 100, that it happens in community. God's people will also experience God's goodness together. And we see that in the importance of community in the New Testament as well. You see, when we read the letters of Paul's, he uses the terms body of Christ and the temple of the Holy Spirit that are rooted in the idea of the importance of community, the same idea that we find in Psalms 100. So when we talk about the body of Christ or the temple of the Holy Spirit, we need to acknowledge its focus on community. Yes, like I always say every Sunday, you are maybe the only Jesus a person will ever meet. But the church is the community of people learning to grow in faith, together worshiping, together praying, together learning and growing, but also witnessing God's love. So there is an invitation to experience God in and through each other in the church community. And this is the challenge that we face today. How to remind us and others to experience God in and through each other in community. Maybe the first thing that we should ask ourselves, has the community of God been a blessing for you? Think about it. Think about if being part of a church community being a blessing to you. You can say yes. Maybe you can quickly go and pinpoint yes. When this situation happened, the church was a blessing for my life. But also we should ask ourselves, has a church community hurt you or made you feel like an outsider? You know, we are quickly to go and say, yes, the church is a blessing. But sometimes we don't go that fast and say, oh, there have been moments in the church community where I have been hurt or sadly I have been feel, made feel like an outsider. Like I don't belong, that like I'm not part of the community. And this is the challenge today, friends. When we see that one third of Americans no longer attend church. They consider themselves religious people. They love God. They just don't want to identify with a church community. Carrie Neohoff says that after the events of 2020, some grew indifferent towards the church. Meaning that there is a lack of interest or simply connecting with the church is not as important as is before. That some don't see the value of being part of the church. They see the value of being part of other communities, but not of the church. And this is growing as generations continue to expand. 
right? Younger generations are saying, no, there are many other creative ways to be the church. Older generations are saying, no, we have to value the church. We have to value the worship service. We have to value the tradition. But younger generations are saying, there is more to that. We have to impact the community. We have to do missions. We have to do outreach. We have to transform and change the world. So there is a challenge. It is easy to say to someone, why should I go to church? I'll come to church. There is this great fellowship. We are a loving church. And sometimes invitations go fast. Ask a 20 or 30-year-old or a 15-year-old, let's go to church. And they will ask you, why? What are you doing? And then you go, we're doing this great activity. What's the purpose of that? Where's the impact of that? Is it changing people's lives? You see? So we are facing the challenge of giving a sense of purpose of why people should go to church because it's no longer a part of tradition because my grandparents and my mom and my family went. I grew up in a Methodist church. And I grew up in a Methodist church because my grandparents and my mom. I was a church that from the hospital, instead of going home, my mom stopped at the church the parsonage, knock on the pastor's door and say, I need you to baptize this kid. And it was my mom and her sister and my uncle and my grandparents. And he was there. There's only this one picture there and they baptized me. And since then, I was part of the Methodist. But as I grow, I ask myself, huh, why am I being part of this church? What do I like of the church? What I don't like of this church? Where does this church need to grow? And then when I decided that God was calling me to be a pastor of the Methodist church, then I wrestled with it. Am I very, that this is a real calling of being a pastor of this denomination? What it means? The implications of it? And yes. At the end, I decided that, yes, there was value on the Methodist church. There was value of being a pastor of the Methodist church. But I also recognize that as a church, we are imperfect people. I realize that there's people that have been hurt by the church or have not felt part of the community. Others have felt marginalized by the church. I've seen it with my eyes. Sometimes, sadly, the church push people away. And we can see how the church has been a blessing, but we also need to acknowledge the areas that we need to grow and forgive. And Psalms 100 proclaims that we are called to enter this place together with joy and passion. You see, you have been called to this place to experience God with each other. We can't do it alone. Sometimes during the week, if I'm here in the office with Jen, I come to the sanctuary sometimes to look for something or to do something. And I don't know if you have had the chance, but I have the chance to experience the silence of this sanctuary. 
the lights off, there is simply this calmness. But you see it on a Sunday morning and you see people saying hi and, and you see the passion of being and connecting and, and praising together. And because of us being together here in the room and with those that are joining us online, we can experience the powerful presence of God today. Look around you if you are here in the room. Look, look around you. See the faces. Because of each and every one of us, we can experience the powerful presence of God today. So if you are angry with someone in this community, make peace with them. If you need to ask forgiveness, do it today. Because sometimes our worship and our experience with God is inhibited when we distance ourselves from each other because we forget that we are people and we have our ways and our views and sometimes we have our disagreements but still there can be healing and forgiveness and they can be a heart of worship someone answered this question why should I go to church and they answer it this way Church is a place for those seeking guidance, strength, and spiritual nourishment for the weak. A place to listen for God to speak to me through the scriptures, the sermon, the music, the communion, and a host of other ways. When I go to church, I let God bless me, but also challenge me, call me. And remind me of the importance of loving God and neighbor. Through worship, I feel renewed. I am forgiven and empowered by his Holy Spirit to be the Jesus my community needs. I go to learn of God's love for me as evidence through Jesus Christ and how that love can redeem me. And it's a simple answer that someone said about why People should go to church, especially why should I go to church? Now, the question may arise, why should I go to Tuckerton United Methodist Church? And what would your answer be? I was thinking of this because... Uh, conversations that I have with people with a community sometimes go, uh, why should I go to church? And I realize that sometimes I go to the quick answer. We are loving church. We are a church of fellowship. But when you sit down and you have a deeper meaning, this was the answer that I work on. You know what? We are an imperfect community, but we strive to love like Jesus. We still need to grow in many places, but I can say that we are a place of belonging, a place of community, a place where people can proclaim their faith and their worship to God. There is a warm atmosphere waiting for you at church because we want to be 
a community where all can connect with God. And we are working towards that goal. We are working hard to create spaces where we can have fellowship and community. You see, you're given a sense of purpose in your answer. And you're being honest. Because as human beings, we're still learning to grow. We're still working of a kings of being a church, right? We're still looking for an accompanist to help us play the piano. See, there are all small details that sometimes we want to cover of challenges and needs that the church have. But when you give a sense of purpose and you realize this has been my experience, even with all the things that you can say there are missing, there is still a warm atmosphere at the church because there's this place and a sense of belonging. We make that happen. And you may realize that when you invite someone to church, it will take more than just one approach or invitation. Because you have to be aware of all the struggles, the bad experiences, experiences and the uncertainties that there is with the church. There are many people today who are skeptical of faith and church. It may be because of all the negative situations and the loudest voices that make faith and church out to be hypocritical, judgmental, and just plain mean. Sometimes we need to quiet the loud voices and focus on who we are. Now, maybe you experience this or know someone who has. We're not perfect. And we have, may have moments where we're being less than loving, but sometimes we have to acknowledge that and do the work to undo the damage that has been done. To show a different way. And we have the opportunity to share our faith that we can love God and neighbor. So here's my challenge to you. In a couple of weeks, we're going to celebrate Easter Sunday. And I'm inviting you to think of someone that you can share an invitation for Easter Sunday. Now, if you don't know who can you invite, here is a help. Have you ever heard of the acronym FRAN? It's friend, relative, acquaintance, and neighbor. So think about who you might share an invitation for Easter. Now, all of us know someone who we would like for them to come to Easter. Perhaps have been someone that you have invited before. That you have shared your faith and that you have think about it. So I just invite you to pray and to think who can be someone that you can share the invitation with and say, hey, why don't you come with me to Easter Sunday service? Now, maybe they will say, well, let me think about it. But maybe the question will come and say, why should I go to your church? And that will help you think of the answer that you might give. Friend, a relative, an acquaintance, or neighbor. I'm going to give you now a time of silent prayer before we end today's message. For you to pray.
God bring to mind a person or persons? Might be a friend, a relative, an acquaintance, or neighbor, or someone you may not even know to invite them to Easter Sunday. Let's have a time of silent prayer. Lord, we trust that is your Holy Spirit leading us, giving us a name of a person, of someone, friend, a relative, an acquaintance, or a neighbor, someone that we might not even know when we meet along the journey that we can invite for Easter Sunday. Lord, the question might arise, why should I go to church? May your Holy Spirit put on the words that give a sense of purpose of why these persons can come and join us and be part of our community. To celebrate Jesus. To celebrate with joy and passion. Redemption through Jesus. So guide us with your spirit. In your name Jesus we pray. Amen.